The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa. And you're going to love Thunder's reaction to the quintessential Dave LaGreca power rankings for this week. Also, speaking of regrets, we get into Tony Khan's tweet. Uh, from this past week in pro wrestling and we speak to the greatest of all time the nature boy rick flair right now on the busted open podcast dave lagreca has always thought highly of his power rankings i am a generational talent seriously i am standing on the mountain of omnipotence and the view is phenomenal he gives you who's rising acknowledge me and who's falling you look at yourself in the mirror you realize you're not as good as you think you are and if you don't like it you suck. here they come cross your fingers cross your toes because here it goes the dave lagreca weekly power rankings and that that's entertainment Hell yeah! Now, this thunder is my favorite segment on a Friday. I love your Wrestler of the Week, and I thought you had a good one. So good, in fact, that your Wrestler of the Week is on my power rankings. And at number number five, Adam Copeland. And after his match with Luchasaurus on Dynamite, Adam Copeland is my number five. Look, he's looking at Cage! Luchasaurus, he thinks Christian hit him! (laughs) Think about how great my power rankings are this week. That at number five is Adam Copeland's first match with AEW, your wrestler of the week. That just shows you how powerful, Thunder, my power rankings are on a Friday. You're so full of shit. Keep going. At number four, we also go back to AEW. Who's hold that finger up? One more. One more. History repeats itself. Off the ropes. Come on. Spear. Spear plants Harwood. Pokes the leg. We got new champs. We got new champs. That collision on Saturday, Thunder. FTR, who I think, and I think a lot of people would agree, is maybe the best tag team in the world. Yes, that's true. Especially with the Usos breaking up. Ricky Starks and Big Bill 
getting the win and are your new tag team champions. So congratulations to Ricky Starks and Big Bill. At number three, we go back to the night that everybody was talking about, Tuesday night in NXT. When he shoots, he don't miss. Carmelo Hayes stands tall. Think about this, Thunder. Mm -hmm. Carmelo Hayes on with Busted Open Tuesday morning. Yes. And then in a main event match Tuesday night against Braun Breaker on NXT with Heyman in Braun's corner, John Cena in Carmelo's, and then you get The Undertaker. And then on social media, I'm seeing him doing the Kane Undertaker Brothers of Destruction exit. Are you kidding me? So big night for Carmelo Hayes. And yet only number three on my power rankings. Again, as a reminder, Thunder, how powerful my power rankings are. The on only a reason why you have him there is because Undertaker was in that match. That's the only reason, because you love Undertaker. I do. You know? He came after the match. But it don't matter. That was that was the reason why he was number three. Now, speaking of power, Let's you're going to get a lot of it with my number two. But Hobbs now hoists up Jericho again. 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 Get it. Spiking again. Jericho. I've never seen Jericho dominated quite like this. Powerhouse Hobbs. What a night. Think about that. Destroyed Chris Jericho. Put him in the hospital. How many wrestlers can say that they had such a lopsided victory like Powerhouse Hobbs had on Tuesday? Not many. Not many. Not, I don't know if anybody ever had a victory over Jack. But yet still, as powerful as Powerhouse Hobbs was on my power rankings, still not number one. That's how powerful, Thunder, these rankings are. And let's get in to my number one. Cody Rhodes has power where he wants him. Crossroads. Here's the cover. We got new champions. When you have new champions and you put championship gold around the waist to Cody Rhodes, how are Cody and Jay not my number one? Congratulations to the new tag champs, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Of course, because you love Cody Rhodes. Yes, it's your favorite of all times. Uh, Cody, yeah, he's yes. my all time. I asked, yeah, and you I, were in you were on his documentary. Of course, you're gonna. Oh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think yes, I was gonna say? I was, I was uh, on his documentary. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, my number one. So, let's go through my power rankings. Yeah, let's go through your power. What? Your the most powerful, most popular, the best power rankings in the world. By at, Dave Ludwig. At number five, Adam Copeland. Nice showing. At number four, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. At number three, Carmelo Hayes. At number two, Powerhouse Hobbs. And at number one, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Oof. What do you think? Oof. There's some of them I think you were like highly uh, influenced because there were some characters aware that appear in the matches, not so much for the match. Don't like, piss oh. on my laminated list, pal. Don't don't <laughs> don't piss on my power rankings, woman. Okay. All right, honey. I'm, I'm just like, look, All right. look, look, look. Look at you're actually lifting your leg. <laughs> you're at, look at I'm, this. I'm look, pissing. I can't. Look at Give it to me. I can't. I can't believe you're doing this. I'm pissing on it. Like. <laughs> She's actually peeing. You know what's funny? 
you know, you know how much money I can now get from get my for the two uh, for my power rankings after it's got uh, Thunder Rose's no, 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 urine no, no. all over it. This is this is the best. <laughs> and not only I did I do this, David. You, you see this? Yes, you yes, ma'am. This? Yes, ma'am. So this is when when you don't have toilet paper, you just grab Dave Lagerka power rankings, and then you just like you wipe your butt with them. She not, not <laughs> only she, she not only did, and by the way, we do like have a this. special. <laughs> she's wiping her ass. <laughs> She's wiping and she's filming it. This yes, must I, be. A, you can't see it. I was actually. This 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 gimbal's not following. It's following it. Wow, it's, she I, wiped her ass with her record contract. <laughs> I love this guy. She <laughs> yellow in the front, brown in the back. And that's right. Right now, my power rankings are yellow in the front, brown in the back. After what Thunder just did to my smell like roses, by the way. <laughs> smell like strawberries. That is bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. By the way, we have a special guest in studio. Do we? Yes. Who is it? Kevin Gill. Kevin Gill. The voice of the indies. My man, Kevin Gill. What's up, buddy? What up, though, Dave LaGreca, Thunder Rosa, and the entire Busted Open Nation? What an honor, what a thrill. I've gotten to bless the airwaves a moment or two here or there, but never in studio to feel this magic, to be around this greatness, to sample this sauce? Yeah, that's right. The LaGreca's hot sauce. Come for the sauce. Stay for the broadcast. That's right. Go to uh, (laughs) LaGreca'sFury.com. To get yourself a bottle of the hot sauce. And why don't you just toss that on the fucking power ranking too? Piss, shit, and hot sauce on my power that ranking. Sounds great. On a freaky Friday. Why not? This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. It's very, very, well, actually, probably on a daily basis. Just ask Violetta. I embarrass myself. But knowing, sir, that we are going to have you in studio again, the greatest of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Um, 
I wore my official Ric Flair t-shirt. <laughs> all right. Okay. Is that I, all? No, it's not all. I also have my Ric Flair sneakers. All right. And I also have my Ric Flair socks. There you go. So I had to make sure <laughs> that I represented you, sir, and, and everything that you're doing. And, man, Celebrity Mint now, like, every time that we have you in as a guest, every time that we have you here on Busted Open... And I always say that you're more relevant now than probably at any other point in your career. And that's saying something, because like I said, you're the greatest of all time. Celebrity Mink creates first precious metal legal tender trading coins with you, sir, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Talk yeah. about that. Well, I'm very excited about it. The project was brought to me by Ryan Fitterman. Fitterman Sports Group, largest sports memorabilia company in the world that I'm aware of. And... Uh, <laughs> They introduced me to the people at Celebrity Mint, and they presented the idea of doing the coin. They're, go uh, they're actually gold and silver. Uh, the coins are, go are silver, uh, but the cards, we don't have any with us right now. Uh, the first, uh, first uh, stop grabbed all the merch. <laughs> really? Oh, that's terrible. That's all right. That's I think okay. We got, we got, is that one of them? That's one of them. Yeah, there we go, yeah. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, they're that. real. They're real. Yeah. That nice? Wow. Yeah, that's silver and. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Look at that, feel, Dave. Feel the weight. I know. It's it's really significant. Yeah. That's they, amazing. They are a. It's like a coin. I mean, it's a collectible card to, with precious to, metal that's legal tender. To, to walk in their uh, their building, at Celebrity Mint in Houston, is like walking into Fort Knox. Wow. I've never seen more beautiful jewelry and stuff in the world. They've got, yeah. You know, you know, assets in excess. I won't give the number because. If I'm blown away by it, I'm blown away. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff, but nothing like that. Can you believe the the merchandising opportunities that have that have come of Ric Flair in the last like five to ten years? I know. It's just like it's it's well, you know, it's a lot of it. I'm gonna, I'm not saying it, not to kid his ass, but uh, Ryan Fitterman, you know, jumped in at a very crucial time. Yep. And uh, it's it just growing and growing and growing, and then along came the cannabis, and now the the fuel, and this opportunity right now with the coin is is as big a thing as I've been involved in it. And probably. it's available exclusively through eBay and CelebrityMint.com. Again, CelebrityMint.com. Yeah, this tomorrow, is fantastic. Tomorrow morning we launch at 10:30 at the Comic Con, and uh, looking forward to having a great day. Have you uh, I'll ever? I'll be able to afford drinks tomorrow. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I, 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 I know I, I know your wife has a hard time letting you hang around. You know, like, I, I know the scoop on that. Oh, really? <laughs> but there was, and I and I doesn't it feel good uh, yeah. at this stage in your life to still be a bad influence? Yeah, doesn't yeah, that feel good? Not, no, but this is, and, and I, I, I I've shared this story on Busted Open before, Sam. But we were in Chicago. Yeah. And and my wife and I are in bed. We're sleeping, and my phone rings, yeah. and it's a and it's a private <laughs> number, and I was like, oh my! And I answer it, and it's the Nature Boy uh, Ric yeah, Flair, and yeah. it's Ric Flair saying, Lagreca, <laughs> where are you? And yeah. he's like, I'm at. Unfortunately, he wasn't at the same hotel that yeah. I was at. Yeah. Uh, like, no, you're lucky. I, you know what? You know, I'd have got your room number and your key. <laughs> Violetta was lucky that that was at a different hotel. I mean, you know, Rick, I mean, we've had you on uh, before. You are, without a doubt, the greatest of all time. Thank um, you. It's so many moments and memories rushed to my head. And, you know, they're still 
making documentaries, still making movies. As a matter of fact, there's a, a new movie that's opening up in December, The Iron Claw on the Von Eric family, yeah, yeah. and, and they show you, you know, mm. your character, your personality in the yeah, ring. Oh, the big part of that, of that unfortunate, it really is, a, it's a tragic story. Yeah. I saw the trailer yesterday, but it, you, you really had to be there. I mean, it showed Michael Hayes and everybody. And yeah. The Freebirds and I were right in the middle of that, the whole thing, tragic. But but talk about that moment. I'm sure that moment's going to be a big part of the movie when you wrestled Kerry Von yeah. Erich at Texas Stadium. Yeah, well, you know what happened? is Nobody anticipated um, <clears throat> the heat, right? So they, they ran it at 12. Instead of running at 8 o'clock at night, they were worried about the weather. They ran it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was 105 degrees. And you know, I don't know if you remember the story. They were carrying people out right. on stretchers from um, um, dehydration sure. and that, right? sunstroke. And, and the, got down the mat, and that cover was, when I got in the ring with Kerry, and we were last, you know, um, that the, the mat cover was still, like you just couldn't lay on it. Does that make sense? It was that high. Yeah, like a And they skillet. kept changing it. And they weren't prepared, but they would have done all 65,000, but I think we had like 52, 53, but... Nobody anticipated the heat. But think about that. That's in a, at a time when... A 82. Yeah, like in... No, 80, 80, uh, 84. 84, yeah. But think about that. That's at a time when... Um, that's not a WrestleMania where this is a national no, product. No, I this know. is just world-class championship yeah, wrestling exa- that's extremely regional. Exactly. It was a huge gate, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things I think people really do need to keep in mind because they go, well, after WrestleMania, they took it out of the, out of the you know, bars and tiny venues and they brought it into... <laughs> stadiums no, so there were 50,000 people and I'll tell you what else in Reunion Arena which was the old now they have the American Airlines Arena we sold out that Reunion Arena every every three months too I mean we were doing big business in Texas yeah that was just one town wow and Paul Bosch was selling out in uh, in uh, Houston we were selling out in San Antonio I think Ed Benny held 8,000 I mean, basically anything we did there for about eight years with the Von Erichs was sold out. Eight years. Well, yeah, I remember, I wasn't one time I had to beat Mike. <laughs> little Mike, right? I had to beat him in 10 minutes to get a shot at Kerry, right? Or, or, or no, or, no. if I couldn't beat him in 10 minutes, Kerry got to wrestle me at Christmas and reunion. So the kid was so hot, they wanted me to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you guys got this all wrong. I, t- I took a blade and I had with the ten minute mark. He had the claw on me, and I was going to submit. <laughs> and we still sold out. Gary. I mean, he only weighed one hundred and sixty pounds, but they, they, he was a Von Eric. Right. I mean, it was it was like wrestling Jack Veneno and Santa Domingo. Ah, uh, boom! Right. <laughs> Put the claw on me, kid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Unbelievable. One, two foot over the rope. <laughs> bing, bing, bell ring. So you're, so you were in. <laughs> they carried him out. <laughs> so you're in the ring. You were in the ring with David Von Erich. You're in the ring with Kevin Von Erich and and never and Chris. Carrie... Every, everybody but Chris and of course Jack that. They got electrocuted. Yeah, this which is, which was, for in your mind, was the best of the Von Erichs? Well, the best worker was David, David, by far. Yeah, and David, I never knew, I was around David a lot, and they had sent David out. He was working in Carolina a little bit, a lot in Florida for Eddie, grooming him for that spot. And uh, David really had the skill. I carried it, but it had the amazing athletic ability. They all did. But Kerry just, you know, I had to, 
you never knew which carry, which carry was going to show up. And, that was, and that's mm. what's sad. There's sure. mm. yeah. a kid that could bench press 500 pounds any day of the week. He was like one of the top 10 discus throwers in the country. You know, he wasn't breaking yeah, 200 setting. feet. I mean, but at the University of Houston, I mean, unbelievable. But he just, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm went through the same thing with my son. The, the, the father was just in denial. We would go, I'd go to Fritz, I'd say, Fritz, me and Mantell and David Manning, but oh, you guys got it wrong. I mean, but it is, it is. Are you surprised that to find out now, right, living in, that 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 was a forever thing? That the stuff that you were doing in the early in the mid '80s mm. is stuff because I'm sure when you're doing it, and even ten years removed from it, you're not thinking that stuff is forever. That stuff is tonight. This stuff is. But we're sitting here in 2023. Yeah, A24 is putting out a movie. We're talking yeah. about it on Sirius XM. Yeah. Like, yeah, and the movie's actually 20 years too late. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, of course, the wrestling historians like you guys, sure, they all know the Von Erichs. A lot of people don't know who the Von Erichs are. Right. So it's kind of like you know, this should have been done 20 years ago, and for whatever reason it wasn't. But really, in, in wrestling, I'm finding out, and I'm sure you you guys live it every day. What's old? <laughs> and now is is damn a lot of it's new if we're if we're lucky enough and still alive to be part of it because wrestling is you know Tony's got three shows going now and WWE is running wild again I mean Monday Night Football has hurt them a little bit but SmackDown's still doing two million people it's, wrestling wrestling people love it it's yeah. a it's a great time and I like what Sam just said because especially with your career in that era in pro wrestling which to me is the golden era. You never know what's going to stick and stay. And, and I brought in like a program, and it's probably just another night for you, mm -hmm. but this is the first time that the NWA and the AWA was at the Meadowlands yeah. in New Jersey, and you wrestled Harley Race, and you knew Harley Race yeah. so well. That match, which was the main event that night in, in front of a sold-out Meadowlands crowd, one of the greatest matches yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah. And you probably had the greatest match of your career every night yeah. during your career, especially <laughs> especially against somebody like Harley Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harley, nobody like him. He got. I just did a, his impersonation because they were asking me about Buddy Rogers, right? And there's two stories. The one I tell Buddy, I tell women that I don't know that I, but what Derek called me that. <laughs> the real version is I took it from Buddy Rogers. And, but Bo and, Derek and, 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 and I, Yeah, I got two versions. <laughs> the, the X and the PG. So, so, uh, so Harley said, Flair took Rogers' gimmick. <laughs> to a whole new level. <laughs> Only one Harley Race boy. <laughs> Trust me, if he was around today, they'd still be kissing his ass in the locker room. <laughs> there wouldn't be no argument about the finish. Because <laughs> they talk about legit tough guys. Like Harley was the real deal, oh, right? Yeah, no kidding. You know, when he thought he was going to jail you know he drove his 911 Porsche into a concrete medium right you know that right no 100 miles an hour and live I, th I thought he was going to go to jail over that boating accident remember yeah they killed somebody but and he actually won the court case but 
when he thought he was going to jail, he didn't. He ended up putting Harley Race in jail. He drove his 911 into a concrete beam at 103 miles an hour. And, oh my and they God! And he got out of it. <laughs> Brushed <laughs> the dirt off his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like it was tough. Yeah. He's the real deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Harley, my great story is Kurt Henning. <laughs> so I'm being Kurt. It's Harley Race. What do you want to do for a finish tonight, Mr. Race? <laughs> What's your finish, kid? Drop kick off the top rope. I'll move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I got another one for you that you'll love. The New York fans will love this. So when Hunter first when that Triple H Hunter first came into WCW, Harley was managing Leon right of uh, Vader. Yeah. And uh, so he wanted to meet Harley, so I said, uh, Harley, this is a, a, a Paul Levesque. We're gonna call him a Triple H and it's real big, real wrestling, big wrestling fan, big, big fan of yours, and just wanted to introduce you in the dressing room. Harley looked up and said, "Nice to meet you, kid." And as he walked away, he, he goes, "Nice to meet you, Mr. Ace. <laughs> and, and he, he says, "Who trained you?" Killer Kowalski. He's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the shit. Oh <laughs> Leon, you big fat baby, get up. <laughs> the way you used to talk to Leon. Oh, yeah, big God. fat baby, get up and go whining. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. I mean, think about it now. Like, how much has this world of pro wrestling changed? Like, from when. Oh. It's, it, but it's, it's for the better. Yeah, <laughs> right. The guys over there asking me where I'd be right now, but when I'm my prime, I'd be in Rikers. <laughs> you guys would be interviewing me. <laughs> He's on busting over, guys. Can you hear him in the cell down there? <laughs> interviewing through a collect so, call. Yeah. yeah, hello. <laughs> but I think, like, and, and going back to what Sam said earlier about these moments and matches, like now with YouTube, like fans can just... yeah. Google like any kind of a match. We had we had Lex Luger on earlier yeah. uh, in the week, and he was talking about the infamous cage match he had with Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Right? Mm, sure. Bruiser wasn't selling, and yeah. Lex just hightailed yeah. it yeah. right out of the cage. Was wait, you've had some classic matches, the one in St. Louis with, with Bruiser. Brody? Yeah, yeah. Was was he difficult to work with? No, he just he just <laughs> made you very aware of the fact that he was there. No, I had actually great matches with him, but he liked me. Right. Okay. Right. It was his choice. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, back then you have to remember, and people that takes educated people like you to understand this, the only thing that they saw in Japan were the wrestling magazines. There was no TV show over there, and the wrestling magazine. That's why those guys Hanson and Brody wouldn't. They were making their money in Japan. Sure. Yeah. I and mean, those guys back then were making twenty grand a week on forty week tours, guys. I'm serious. 30, 30, 30 week tours for sure. But twenty grand a week apiece. That's so, nuts. and that's why it was so. They they were hard to do business with here. Sure, and maybe it wasn't uh, hard for wrestlers to do business with Brody, but a few promoters might have had yeah. had their issues. Yeah, you know. But he didn't mean it. To me, he was a very he was a great guy. He he called me Ricky. I'd say what what, what he, <laughs> there here's Harley again. <laughs> you tell Brody that you're going over two straight. Where's the keel? Hey, Frank, what do you want to do? <laughs> He's smoking a joint. 
I'll get back to you, Ricky. <laughs> Harley on the hall. What did he say? <laughs> he said he'd get back to me. I told you to tell him. <laughs> you go tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So when you look at locker rooms leader, like locker room leaders, obviously yeah. Harley was one. Modern day, closer to this Undertaker. Yeah. A, 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 like in that same vein, right? Yeah, like yeah you but didn't... Undertaker is a leader because not, not only is he a great guy, Right, he's respected. I mean, I I I'd say across the board, I don't think I've seen anybody have the level of respect from everybody. Not only because of his skill, but because of the kind of guy he was. And yeah. I mean, that, that's a different kind of leader. He he wasn't like starting fights and shit like that. I mean, Harley, <laughs> I tell you, Harley wanted everybody in the world to know he was a world champion. He'd walk into a bar, he'd knock all the coins off the pool table and say, I got the winner, problem. I mean, Harley, can we chase them girls and drink a beer? I mean, come on. <laughs> then, then, then they reach it over and look at the girl and goes like this and bites the beer cup off right I mean, <laughs> that's romantic, Harley. <laughs> that had to impress her. That's going to be a great French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my God. Uh, no, he was—I can out drink a beer. I mean, he, no problem. One arm wrestle. I mean, Harley, can we just relax? Jeez. Was, was uh, Wahoo McDaniel like that as well? Wahoo was pretty tough too. Yeah, yeah, real tough. But Wahoo was not, I mean, not aggressive. I mean. Harley just won. He was the world <laughs> champion. I got news for you. It's like he never took the damn title off. <laughs> he was a, he was great. Yeah. Do you think wrestling needs a little bit more of that? Right, where where we're so in tune with the fact that it's entertainment now. Do you well, think he was entertaining? Him, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds. I'm entertained just listening. Yeah, I mean, no. He, I mean, the guys loved him. He was just. He was. You know, it was, he just. He was just Harley Race. Yeah. When you start when you're 13 years old, but he and Ray started when they were 13 years old. Wow. I mean, you know, you know seventh grade education. You come up, you know what he did? You know what he did? He drove Happy Farmer Humphrey around. Wow. For two years to the carnivals. Oof. A lot of people don't know that. That's how Harley broke into business. That's amazing. And, and, and maintained his hygiene and all that. I mean, you can give me a break, you know? That's so he came up. Talk tough. about paying dues. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh, God. I mean, we, we're, we, when I first started hanging around him, right, uh, we were me and him and Ray Stevens, and we're in some little town in Nebraska, and we have to be in Denver. This is when I went to AWA, right? Harley is AWA as well. So we, Harley said, "We're going, we're going over the mountain tonight." And Ray said, "Let's just stay and drink tonight in the hotel." Now nah, we're going over the mountain tonight. <laughs> so they bought a bottle, two bottles of Jack, and a bottle of a case of beer, and. I'm in the back season, and every time they hand me the jack, and they turn the light on. Don't be not keeping up, kid. That's not <laughs> how you stay in the business. That's nice. Tell them, Ray. Well, halfway there, Ray is going, God damn it, slow down, Harley. Driving 100, mi 100 miles an hour in a snowstorm in the mountains on a two-lane road. He just, it's the way he lived. <laughs> Oh my God, it's I love incredible. it, Rick. I could talk to you for for three hours. Oh. Uh, uh, but we got speaking of coins, celebritymint.com. Of we're trying to do the transition. Yeah. Yeah. New York yeah. Comic Con, ten thirty. Harley Race love coins. Ten thirty again. Uh, Celebrity Mint creates the first precious metal legal tender trading coin 
with the great Nature Boy, Ric Flair. It's uh, through eBay and, like I said, CelebrityMint.com, and you're going to be... And thankful to Fitterman Sports. Ryan. I just said woo in front of Ric Flair. I apologize. Yeah, I don't know the truth. But, you know, uh, New York Comic Con tomorrow where yes. you can unveil this. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited to be part of it. And congrats, too, on this. On this, I feel like there's another new wave of popularity coming mm-hmm. your way from doing, like, Theo Vaughn's podcast yeah, yeah. and shows like that just because, like, then Theo... Nobody, nobody wants to hear the truth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I was in rehab, but I didn't certainly didn't fall into the guidelines. <laughs> I didn't. Ha- I didn't have a gold coin like one of these. I might not have flipped it in, but the, the coin they gave me, I put on and bought two beers with. <laughs> I, I, this would buy me a damn liquor store. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast, where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the. Big- Biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. The tweet from Tony Khan. Like, you're now talking about people's heroes in this business. You're talking about a John Cena. You're talking about the undertaker taking shots at, at guys like that. Why though? The, you know, well, I don't know if he was taking shots at them as much as it was. I'm not justifying the shot, but it is more, the shot is more towards the show, not being able to draw a million, even with them. Yeah. But again, and right. This, this, I get into this argument with bully on the air all the time. And this is, <laughs> Like one of those beat my head on a concrete wall type of arguments. Like, oh man, they couldn't get a million people to watch NXT on Tuesday night. Yeah, on basic cable, like there's so many different ways to watch pro wrestling right sure. now. There's that That's like saying a new album is out and boy, they only sold this amount of records. Yes, because not everybody is buying the physical copy of, of music anymore. And I think it's the same way that that, that people digest pro wrestling. Am I, mean, I wrong in this? N- no, not inherently. I think that for something like this, when two shows are going head-to-head and when businesses exist in a realm of TV rights deals being a huge part of the business, ratings are important. They're, and, they're and, important to those people. And, they're important to the suits. They but sh- now they should be important to and, the fans. And, well, no, because... Fans are going to like what they like, right? If if there's a, a band, if the Insane Clown Posse is your band and they have a rivalry with another band, you're on the Insane Clown Posse sure. side. You're going to take sides because you're a fan, and it's fun. Football, you got your team, and that team has a rival. You don't like that other team. It's tribalism. Because it's fun. It's in a, tribalism. In a, not in a negative way. No, and it's just, it's, just it's, it's part of the thing, and I think that when the, – the reality is that when two shows are going head-to-head – Every you know you could talk about which show you like better. You could talk about which which matches you like better. But ultimately, for fans that want a scoreboard, because they want a winner and a loser, because they're picking one side, which you don't have to, but you can. There's the ratings are the only scoreboard. I get it, but and and you said a couple times during that it's fun. I think we could take the it's fun out of it at this point. <laughs> like it's it doesn't seem like it's fun anymore. You know. Like, we could have fun with it, 
but it's not like well, it's not fun anymore. There isn't. It can be fun if you and I talk about it, right? Like if you had a side and I had a side, we could have fun. If you, Kevin, sure. and I had a side, we could have fun. There is nothing. I mean, football's not fun if you go too deep on social well, media. People take it too seriously. This is what happens with every fan base of of everything. Is mm-hmm. you have people taking it too seriously. And you're right what you said earlier that wrestling is fun. We can just allow it to be fun. Yeah. But if somebody doesn't want to have fun with it, I'm not going to push them. Like, I'm too busy having fun to remind you to have fun. You know what I mean? But again, it's like when I'm preaching this on Busted Open and then the owner of a company is joining in. Uh, Well, I was going to, like, you know, like that. And listen, anyone that, um, Listens to the show knows I'm a I'm a big AEW fan. I'm a big supporter of Tony Khan. Tony Khan was a regular guest on this show for a very long time. He he came he started on saying stuff like this. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Uh, as a matter of fact, I get accused on more than one occasion uh, that I'm on the AEW payroll. Depending on the day, right? Uh, yeah, th- not today, pal. <laughs> not, not today. today. Uh, but like, it just it just seems. When I see that, the first thing that comes to mind is why. What's the what's the benefit of doing that? How is that rallying the troops? I I don't know. I well, think that's I think that's kind of like why are you doing? And you should be above that. That seems a little bit beneath an owner of a company to do that. That's I, my opinion. And obviously, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I mean nobody's supported NXT more than I've I've done all the NXT yes. pre shows. I love NXT and watching that brand become what it's become if you're really paying attention it's one of the most amazing things the fact that they at the black and gold era for a period of time were for wrestling fans and just in terms of buzz the hottest thing in wrestling it all got taken away they got a huge amount of backlash when all those colors started splashing on everybody's screen a lot of Wrestling radio shows on Sirius XM. I, I listen. Stop watching. What well, didn't stop watching at your gig, but weren't happy. No, I wasn't. And li- listen, whether people agree with me or disagree with me, I'm going to give you my opinion, my view on it. And you should. But and- to watch them do the work, and 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 go day to day to get to a place where they're at, where they're where they found this middle ground, where it's like you can utilize WWE star power, you can create a product that is a, a great independent wrestling television show and be a developmental system for the WWE. It, I mean, it's incredible what they're doing, but but to speak to your point about uh, the Tony tweets uh, <laughs> instead of Tony time, um, th- there is this part of me that goes, whether he's right or wrong, people talk about it. And I don't think that that's lost on me. Like, does he believe everything that he's saying? Is he really in this space? Like, ah, I'm so mad. I got to tweet about this. Or... Is he going, hey, people go, I saw, so like I think it was the the tweet that you mentioned where he's talking about Cena and The Undertaker and a million views and everything. He tweets that out, and immediately after it, he tweets out an ad for what's going to go on on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Tony's page, because you see this Tony tweet? You see this Tony tweet? Oh, let me go to Tony's page. The first tweet is whatever it is, the match for uh, for Friday. And then you scroll under it, but you get that advertisement for Friday. Now, the question is, so so there is a part of this that's like, yeah, it, it is driving awareness and eyes to what they're doing. And maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I'm an eternal optimist. Once you get eyeballs, right, if it does work, 
best case scenario, and you get eyeballs, now what are you doing with them? Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.